how good are you at understanding other people's positions and truly understanding where they're coming from so you can hear them, so you can hear them well. Empathy, to be an authentic leader, you absolutely have to be able to have empathy. Because once you do, what you'll find is when you have empathy, that will instantly create in you a desire to serve them. You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. Welcome back to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Carr. Thank you so much for joining us again today as we have another courageous conversation around work, leadership, and life. And we're picking up this week where we laughed off, left off last week related to authentic leadership. And so uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that where we sort of talk about what is authenticity, what does it look like, what does that really mean? And then as it relates to authentic leadership, um, what are some concepts that we need to that we need to embrace? And we dove into those four concepts of authentic leadership. So not going to rehash those here, but if you miss those, you'll want to go back and catch those up either before you finish listening to this one or even afterwards is five. And, and I want to move from these ideas of, of concepts that should sit deeply within our soul, which is what we really talked about last week, to some of these character traits. What are some of the traits that we should exhibit as it relates to authentic leadership? And here's what's really important to think about when you think about a character trait. Um, think about a, a light in a room that's on a switch, but it's not just an on or off switch. Um, I guess when I go back and I think about those concepts of authentic leadership, to me, they're either on or off. You either have them or you don't. And I think all those lights need to be on. Now, when we think about character traits, uh, think about that same light switch, but think about it, think about it on a dimmer. So it can be, you can have a little bit, it can be pretty dim or it can be extremely, extremely bright. And so as you think about these uh, these 12, sort of ask yourself, where are you? How bright is this character trait exhibited in your life? And I would argue that the more of these, the brighter they are, um, the stronger you're going to be considered and living out what I would say is authentic leadership. And again, remember that idea of authenticity, it's being genuine to who you are, um, regardless of external pressures. So no matter what's going on around you, how well are you living out these traits that are true to yourself? And so here's, here we go. Here's the first one. It's integrity. Uh, pretty, pretty simple, right? I think this is a, a character trait that would make the list for just about anybody when we think about leadership, right? Having the strength to behave in an honest manner without using deception as an influence strategy. If you use deception as an influence strategy, remember leadership is influence. That was one of the four concepts. Um, you're lacking some integrity. If you just need to, well, I know we just need to make sure we paint the picture. Well, I know, but that's just the way everybody does it. Well, listen, it's just the industry standard. And now we start justifying why we do what we do. We start to justify telling the truth, even when it hurts, not telling lies, not hiding behind an, ina an inaccurate impression or, um, or representation of the truth by withholding or failing to clarify information simply because we don't want to let people know about it. Well, let's just tell them this. We'll just leave that out. Man, integrity is such a black and white thing. Integrity is such a hard line. And I think as soon as you are get comfortable 
bumping up against it or stepping over it, you'll continue to step over it until you live on the other side of it and you don't even know it. But yeah, you'll, you'll certainly call other people out when they're not living that life, although you aren't yourself. I think it's maybe foundational to be an authentic leader is you need to have integrity. Here's the second one is your motive. What's your motive? Uh, how honorable is your intent? What are you doing? Being motivated by a desire to achieve constructive impact that serves the needs of others. Authentic leaders maintain honorable intent to ensure influence strategies are not self-serving or detrimental to the best interests of those involved. We talked about this when we talked about service, right? That it's not about me in any way, shape, or form. Why do I do what I do? If I know my intentions, if I know my intentions, I can act with a level of conviction um, that may make some people uncomfortable. Some people may even question why you do what you do. And by the way, that's okay. I think it's okay. I think sometimes we can get, and I, I've been this way before because I've had people question why I do what I do where they go, hey, I wonder why are you doing that? Like it seems like you're doing that because you're out for yourself. Are you just trying to get some recognition? Are you just trying to get noticed? Like why are you doing that? And there's a part of me that instantly, and I mean instantly, wants to get fired up and become, um, get this self-righteous indignation what I need to realize is they obviously don't understand my intent. And so because they don't understand my intent, I simply need to make sure I communicate to that to them. Because once I communicate why I do what I do, then hopefully they understand the motive behind it. And I can't ever lose that. I can't ever lose the motive of why I do what I do. Okay, here's the third one is respectfulness. Being respectful, right? Maintaining the balance in the relationship with other people that we never lose sight of their right to be spoken to and treated in a respectful way, even when we disagree, even when we know they're wrong, even when we have all the data to prove that we're, they're wrong. Like, you shouldn't have to be reminded that everyone should be treated with respect. Like, if you get so angry, you get so blinded by your own needs, your own desires, your own, your own, um, your own need to be right, that you can't treat people with respect all of the time. That's a problem. We can disagree. We can even argue. But I should always be respectful. I should always be respectful with my words and with my actions to you when you're in the room and to you when you're not there. Like it's not just respectful if you if you if you're behaving fine when I'm in the room, but as soon as I leave, you want you want to talk negatively about me. Like like I think that gets to be a slippery slope, right? That you have to be really careful that that you wouldn't share in private about somebody what you would what you wouldn't say to them if they were in the room. You may word it a little differently, right? Um, and, and believe me, I get it. It's real easy to slip into that, to that negative talk, but at some level you got to be really, really careful because that's a slippery slope and you'll find yourself doing it all the time. And, uh, and eventually it will, eventually that'll come out. Okay. Here's, here's the next one. Courage, courage, the strength to overcome fear and anxiety in order to make difficult decisions that certainly will have impact on you and others and maybe even negative impacts. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyways. That's courage. What, 
and you know, if you've led for any period of time, you know the kind of courage it takes to be a leader because you've had to make difficult decisions. You've had to make decisions that imp- impacted people's lives and impacted and impacted people's families. But you knew it was the right thing to do, sometimes for the sake of the individual and sometimes, sometimes for the sake of the organization. You have to have courage. Where day in and day out do you have the courage to speak up where day in and day out do you have the courage to make those difficult decisions even though you know they may be unpopular? How courageous are you? How courageous are you when there are things going on? One of the leader qualities that we have uh, here at Lippert is being courageous. And let me just give you this definition that we use um, inside our organization. Willing to hold self and team accountable is an agent for change and makes calculated decisions, speaks up when sees wrong or misalignment with core values and direction. That's what it means for us to be courageous. Where are you courageous and where maybe when you look at what you do and who you interact with and the way you interact day in and day out, do you need to be more courageous? to live authentically based off who you are. Remember, it's that idea of, of I'm going to be who I am. Um, they're congr- it's congruent with my values and beliefs, regardless of external pressures. Okay, number five, the fifth, the fifth character trait for uh, authentic leadership is humility. It's humility. How can we balance and maintain proper ego equilibrium and keep our self-view in correct alignment with others, Right. It's not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less, to quote C.S. Lewis on what humility is. It's simply thinking of yourself less. We are not better than or less than others in value or purpose. It's humility. I, I think humility is so critical because if you don't have humility, you probably won't take criticism very well. If you don't have humility, you probably won't admit you were wrong. You probably won't take coaching very well. You probably won't like to be challenged, especially in a, in a setting where there's other people in the room. You'll find yourself getting defensive or angry. All of that takes humility, a critical, critical characteristic and a trait of, of a leader who's going to be and live authentically. Okay, here's number six, trustworthiness. Trustworthiness. Can people trust you? Can people trust you to do what you said you would do? Can people trust you to live in such a way that aligns with who you say you are and how you want to live? That's authenticity again, right? More importantly, and here's a question that that someone shared with me shared with me recently is is do you trust yourself? How much do you trust yourself? And you would go, "Well, I trust myself." I mean, t- I totally trust myself. Do you? So you say you want to get up earlier in the mornings to work out? How much do you trust yourself that you're actually going to do that? You say you want to eat better and make better food choices. How well do you trust yourself to do that when you go out for lunch? You say that you're going to go out and you're going to be at that trade show this week and hey, I'm not I'm not drinking. I'm not I'm not going to stay out and drink. Okay? How well do you trust yourself? Like if you can't even trust yourself very well, how can other people trust you? And again, I get it. That's that's a very black and white thing, right? And and it's something that we should all be working on. But it's this idea that are we consistent and reliable in our actions, right? 
can we be dependable and uphold our responsibilities? Can people trust us to do what we said we would do and be who we would said we would be? Number seven, self-awareness. Self-awareness. I think this one probably with humility to me is as important a trait as any. Um, do I have the awareness to monitor our, our motives and attitudes and accurately access and correct? Can I catch myself when I'm stepping out of line? Can I can I recognize when I'm starting to drift from what I say is most important for me, when I start to lose my authenticity? Am I aware of it? And here's why to me, self-awareness and humility go together because if I'm not aware of it or if I lack self-awareness, then holy smokes, I better have the humility for somebody else to tell me because if I don't have self-awareness and I don't have humility, I have zero chance. I have zero chance. It's also self-awareness also allows us to listen to and receive and actually apply some of that constructive feedback from others. Self-awareness. And this is one that I think is tricky for all of us because someone would go, so how self-aware are you? And I go, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm totally self-aware. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm really self-aware. Okay. Um, probably be very, very careful of anyone who says, yeah, I'm totally self-aware all of the time in every area of my life. Uh, because they're probably not self-aware. They're probably just delusional because none of us are. We all have blind spots. We all have areas where we need to work and we need to get better. So self-awareness is really, really important. The next one that goes that can go along with that is self-accountability. It's self-accountability. How well can we hold ourselves accountable for what we said we would do? We need to take the initiative to admit responsibility and accept consequences for errors when required, right? We also may need to make sure that we celebrate wins. And then it's obviously having the courage to see ourselves through the eyes of others, right? Self-accountability means, listen, I, I set this standard and I'm going to hold myself to it. And I may not even be the one that determines if I'm doing it well or not. Um, I don't get to be the one to determine if I'm loving my wife well. My wife gets to be the one to determine that. I don't get to be the one to determine how well I'm leading the people in my span of care. My people get to be the one to determine that. But it takes a deep level of self-accountability if that is going to happen. Okay, number nine is self-discipline. The ability and strength to do what is necessary or sensible without needing to be urged by somebody else. Yes, there are times you need people to support you. Yes, there are times you need people to encourage you. But if you need a cheerleader every time for every decision because it's a hard one and I just don't know that I could make it unless I've got someone in my ear going, rah, rah, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. You have a self-discipline issue. We cannot constantly need and require the discipline and encouragement from other people. You know this if you have kids because you're the one that has to create the structure and discipline. But you get to a point with your children where you go, you know what? I'm not going to do that for you anymore. You need the self-discipline to do that. I've got a 16-year-old where he needs to be at school in the mornings to work out for football before he goes into school. I don't make sure he's up. I don't wake him up if he doesn't show up upstairs for breakfast to make it. Do you know what happens? He misses practice. He misses the workout. Why? Because it takes a little bit of self-discipline for him to figure out, I got to set my own alarm, 
right? And I think we could start that, by the way, setting alarms with kids. I think you could start that way earlier than you do. Like, I want my kids by the time they're through elementary school that they're getting themselves up out of bed. Because if you've got a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old that you still have to wake up so he can he or she can meet their obligations, do you know what you're creating? A 25-year-old or a 27-year-old that uh, that's going to have somebody waking them up. Like you probably know people who call their children at college to make sure they wake up for that exam. Uh, that's an adult who has a self-discipline problem both from the child perspective of not being able to actually get out of bed and, and a parent who is unwilling to let their child fail. Whole nother conversation. We're not going to get into that. But this idea of self-discipline is really, really important, right? What can you do and make yourself do even when you don't want to, even when you don't like it? I know I need to have a hard conversation with that person, but I'm just not going to do it. Until you have 75 cheerleaders convincing you, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, we all need that at times, but at some level, there needs to be some self-discipline involved. Okay, number 10, compassion or empathy. And we'll call it empathy, right? The ability to emotionally identify with somebody else, to step into their shoes, to understand where they're coming from. We've talked about before on this podcast that perception is reality, but that position drives perception that where you come from determines how you think. How good are you at understanding other people's positions and truly understanding where they're coming from so you can hear them, so you can hear them well? Empathy, to be an authentic leader, you absolutely have to be able to have empathy. Um, because once you do, what you'll find is when you have empathy, that will instantly create in you a desire to serve them. Because once you truly understand their needs, now how can I help? Once you truly understand, oh, wow, I had no idea that's where you're coming from. What can I do? Let me take care of that. Like once you truly understand, uh, you'll start to respond to people differently. But you won't do that if you don't have empathy for them. Some of you are wired to have empathy. And some of us aren't. Some of us, it's harder. It's not an excuse. Well, listen, I mean, I you know, the the... The disc says I'm a I'm a D, like uh, it's just the way I am. Or my Myers Briggs, I'm, I'm a T. I'm certainly not an F, so I just don't have it. No, um, your behavior type, your personality type, your enneagram number, whatever that is, is not a is not an excuse for behavior. If you do that, it simply becomes an excuse for you unwilling to grow um, and unwilling to change. So just because you're not an empathetic person now doesn't mean you can't become one. It just means are you willing to do the work and do what it takes to become more empathetic? And I promise when you do, you'll find yourself serving people more. Number 11 is patience. <laughs> patience. Um, and I'm going to tell you, if you're not very empathetic, you're probably not very patient either. The ability to endure waiting, delay, or even provocation without becoming annoyed or upset, or to preserve or to persevere calmly when faced with difficulties. How are you, how is your patience? Uh, maybe grit would be a better way to do that. How well do you persevere through difficulty for uh, for the ability to reach a long term goal, even when it's difficult and when it's hard? Are you patient? And let's be honest, we live in a society, we live in a society where patience has went out the window. I don't want to wait till I can get over to the store to get it. I'll just buy it on Amazon and they'll deliver it to me. I don't even have to go there. Amazon Prime will ship you nearly anything the next day. You mean it's going to take three days to get here? 
Are you kidding me? It feels like the Pony Express. Like I can text instantly. I have to wait. You're going to put it in the mail. Are we patient? And I would argue as a society, we are not. Um, I mean, you will start to complain when your download speed on your home internet feels a little slow. Forget the fact that you can actually get wireless internet in your house and how amazing is that? And I mean, I know it's awful. You have to wait two seconds instead of one second, but it is, isn't it amazing how impatient we can be as people? And when that spills over into leadership, when that spills over into influence, uh, that can be a real problem. That can be a real, real problem. Patience is certainly one of those characteristics um, and those traits that I think authentic leaders need to have. And then here's the last one. Here's number 12, composure. Composure. The ability to remain calm and have steady control over our emotions during difficult or highly stressful situations and circumstances. How many times have you looked at someone, maybe yourself in the mirror, and you've said, maintain your composure? Okay, maintain. Here we go. You know she's going to be there. You know he's going to be there. You have to maintain your composure. Like you do that before you go to family gatherings, right? Like you realize that, oh, that one cousin on your on your wife's side, you know he's going to be there. And your wife probably will give you a lecture in the car before you go going, listen, maintain your composure. If you need to avoid them, avoid them. Just don't go talk to them, right? That ability that when you're under pressure, how do you respond? When you're under pressure, do you begin to run around like your hair's on fire or are you cool, calm, and collected? I think the best leaders are the ones that can absolutely maintain their composure. Okay, so there you go. 12 characteristics, 12 character traits of authentic leadership. Again, if we're going to be who we are created and designed to be, regardless of external pressures, I think those 12 traits are essential. And again, look at them like a light bulb on a dimmer switch and just, just go through the list. Very quickly go through the list and just rate yourself on a scale of one to five. And wherever you're at a, th- a one, two, or a three, and be honest, again, take some level of self-awareness. That was number seven on the list. So if you don't have that one, you're probably not going to be a good judge of how well you do the other, live out the other traits. But at, on a scale of one to five, and if you have a one or two or a three, go, maybe that's something I should work on. How can I work on that? Where can I maybe learn a little bit more about that? Where is there a TED Talk I can watch? Where is there a book I could read? Where is there a whole podcast I could pick up? Because reality is, is we could take each one of these 12 and we could spend uh, we could spend a whole 15, 20, 30-minute podcast just on each one of those. And maybe we'll come back to some of these over the course of the next year. Um, but just rate yourself on them and ask ask yourself how you're doing and how you think you're doing with those. Okay. Love to hear your thoughts on those. So email us academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci, the number one.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear your thoughts. What are some of the traits we missed? Those aren't the only character traits in the world. Um, So which ones do you think we left off the list that should be there as it relates to authentic leadership? We'd love for you uh, to give us your thoughts and your feedback. We'll have these 12 posted for you in the show notes. So you'll be able to look at them and evaluate yourself. But I'm curious, what do we miss? Give me, give me one, email us, share it on the LinkedIn page. And, um, and then don't just give me the, the word, but defend it. Give us your reasoning of why you think we did that. We'd love to hear from you on that. 
Okay, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the viewer mission of Lippert Components, Inc. As always, thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music, to Michael Yoder, our executive producer, and the amazing team over at Truthwork Media. Until next time, I'm your host, Dustin Carr, reminding you to think differently, lead courageously, and live passionately. See ya. Thank you.